welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Positively You podcast. I'm super excited today because my cute, cute, cute friend, Stephanie, is joining us again today. So first, before we go any like a minute farther, I want to just tell you that Stephanie has been a guest on the podcast before, and it is one of my very favorite episodes, episode 77. So I will link it down in the show notes so you guys can get to it quickly. But in that episode, we talked, the title is Developing Self-Love Using Affirmations. And I have re-listened to this episode a couple of times. And every time I do, I'm like floored that it's us talking because I'm like, wow, these people like this is really good. This is really smart. And I'm like, oh, it's like me and my friend. So not to toot our own horn, but it is a really, really good episode. And a couple of weeks ago, I was able to be in an event at Stephanie's house and she spoke on journaling. And I just knew that I couldn't keep that in just that room. (laughs) It was a it was a beautiful, intimate weekend and a beautiful like just container that you held, Stephanie, but everyone else needs to hear what you have to say. So I I not bullied you in, but I talked you into coming back on the podcast with me. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. No, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me that like you, you think that I have that much value to give. You know what I mean? Like, I know that. (laughs) (laughs) I know that on that, right? But it's, in my human design, right? That I need to hear those affirmations from other people and it makes me feel successful. And so that's what Jesse talked about at my little event at my house. And I'm so grateful for you to do that for all of us because we really just wanted everyone to get to know themselves better. And that's what journaling has done for me and human design, but um, yes. On that episode, I was listening to it today, too, after you sent it to me. And I was like, we had some pretty great things to say. <laughs> I know. We're like tooting that that horn over there. Stay and listen to this episode, too, because this one's going to be really good, too. <laughs> but if you need a really good one to just, I don't know, it's that was such an uplifting and just inspiring episode. So I'm excited to get into it today. And I love what you said about, um, you know, that what you have offers value. I love that you know that, but sometimes hearing that from other people, that's actually been a theme that I've been noticing lately. Um, either my myself getting my gifts noticed and what that means to me or being able to validate other people. I love doing that and seeing people and just like how um, just life-giving and soul, like filling your cup that is to be able to be seen by other people is huge. So just a little like blurb here that if you see something awesome in people, tell them and, and really do like so many times I think we hold back because we're like, they're going to think I'm weird or like, I don't know if I should say anything. If you see something good in someone, please tell them, 
because it will change not only their world, it will change yours as well as like the giver of that. So that's just a little like side tangent that I won't go off on more than that. So, but what I really wanted to dive into today was journaling because I've been a very off and on and more off journaler Um, and stuff. It's been a huge, powerful practice for you. So I'm going to just shut up and let you kind of dive into what journaling has done for you. Well, first of all, (laughs) I'm not like some perfect journaler that has a journal by my bed and like journals every night. I've never been that way. Um, And I've been a very off and on journaler too. So don't beat yourself up about it because it's really okay. And honestly, um, I had a conversation with my sister once and she was telling me that she doesn't have like an inner dialogue. Like she doesn't have conversations in her head. Things don't rummage around in there like by themselves. That is Um, mind blowing to me. I know. It is so confusing to me. (laughs) Because that's all I have is just constant conversations and thoughts mm-hmm. and things just like rolling around in here. And um, and she's a great person that like speaks her mind and she can just say things like it is and she sees situations for how they really are. She's a really great person. But so she, maybe, maybe journaling isn't necessary for everybody. You know, I want to always just give that like out, I guess. Yeah. But give it a try <laughs> and see, you know, how it can help you. Um for me, I I don't know if you record the video part or show the video at any sort of point, but I I went down to the basement today and I got all my journals because I left yes. them down there at that event. And I brought them back up here because I just had to show like my journals are notebooks and pieces of paper, and their planners. And I have a couple that are labeled journal, you know, I have one called the black book where you write stuff, and then you tear it all up. Um, I just have this like, I don't know what you even call collection of random things. And I keep them all over my house, you know, I have like to do lists that I'll write my thoughts on or whatever, or sometimes I have to-do lists written out in my journal, you know? I just have to get what's going on up in my head onto a piece of paper. But I'll I'll tell you like a little bit of maybe more of my adult journey with journaling, because as a kid, I was just journaling like, today I went to the fair with my family. You know what I mean? I just like, today this happened. I yep, will that say. was those were my journals too. I actually have them downstairs in a little chest, and I don't even want to get them out because I would probably cringe so much. But mine were definitely yeah, just a day to day recap. Most of it was about who my latest crush was and all of the drama. <laughs> like, yeah, poor little boy, crazy Jesse back in the day. That was all my journals were filled with. So yeah, then as an adult, I'm like, well, what do I write about? <laughs> I know because we made it right. We got yeah. our husband, we, got our kids, <laughs> like, we did the thing. Exactly. And then now what? So who cares? And now we have Facebook and Instagram where we share like all those moments with everybody and we have it categorized in Facebook. Facebook reminds us of those memories and stuff. And so like, why do we need it in a journal? Um, I will say 
<laughs> when I was 13, my family moved from Texas. I had lived there my whole life up here to Utah. And I didn't have a notebook. I didn't have a journal, but I had my, I think my mom or my, no, my friend had given me these like little note cards with envelopes um, to write her letters. But instead I wrote myself letters and I think they were maybe more to my parents, but I never gave them to my parents. <laughs> and I have this series of letters of our move here of me just so angry. It's the first time I ever said a swear word was writing in these letters. I was so mad that we moved from Texas to Utah as a teenager and I had to start my life all over again. I just like couldn't believe it anyway. And so I think that's maybe one of my first experiences, like journaling out my feelings and really seeing it help me and be mm. a shift for me. Yeah. Um, find those because they were very dramatic. <laughs> I, like- I love that because it shows, and this was something that you talked about that really, I don't know why sometimes you hear things over and over again, and it just takes a different person to tell you the same thing before it, like the light bulb clicks on in your head about all of the different forms of journaling. You just showed your stack of journals. And some of them are journals that are labeled journals or just notebooks or a planner or your burn book. And you said, you know, you've got your to-do lists written down in them. And then this one that you did as a kid was writing letters to yourself. That was a light bulb moment to me of like perfection in journaling. Like there's no like prescribed way to do it correctly. It's just like you said, I just needed to get these thoughts out of my head and onto paper. So I think that's one of the first things that I really want to like reiterate is that journaling can look a thousand different ways. It's not just like the fancy little notebook that has journal inscribed at the top of it, you know, and you you date it and it's just this perfect journal. That was yeah. huge for me. It was like, oh, like I don't have to be like this perfect prescription of journaling. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to look any sort of way. It just needs to be what you need it to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you to try all the different ways. Right. Uh, have you ever written something and then torn it up or burned it? Have you ever oh, done yeah. that? Yes, it's I have. So awesome. It was so great. <laughs> yeah. I got taught another way where you write, you write it all out and then you start writing on top of that and you can't really read after you write over it like a couple of times, you can't really tell what you put there anymore. And that's really, really therapeutic too, to just like write on top of your words. And like, just especially when you're angry or you're getting out a lot of feelings that don't really, you know, like they don't really matter, but you just need to get them out. And you don't really want anybody to know that you felt that way because it was a dumb moment or whatever. Um, And so you can do that or you can tear it up or you can burn it. I've know somebody who like puts the little pieces in the toilet and watches them flush down, you know, (laughs) Um, definitely try that out. Like try all the different things. If you're like, man, I don't like journaling or like, I don't, I can't ever get into it. I think it's really good to try a lot of different things because then not only are you like doing something new and it's exciting, um, but also you're going to find what really works for you too. So yeah, yeah, there's no one way to journal. There's not. And I think that's one thing I just really always want to tell people. I I think I told this story at my event, but my mom has those 
beautiful embossed journals with her name on them. They're big. They're really nice. And she had them throughout all her years as a mom. But the only thing in those journals, I have read those journals. I have seen what's inside. The only thing that's in there is like what her kids did. Like Stephanie walked five steps today or whatever she had for us as kids. And she had eight kids. And so there is a lot. I don't know if that was maybe one way that she just needed to structure her brain. You know what I mean? Or Mm -hmm. or remember what her, she just really wanted to remember what her kids were doing. But I always thought that's what journaling was. It was just like this catalog of our life of what we've done, you know, but it's not, it's to be. My mom had, she has calendars, like the actual calendar that you have on, hang on your wall. And she would write everything in those little calendar squares. I was like, why is this on your calendar? And that was almost like her form of journaling. And she has calendars from decades ago. I'm like, you care about our dentist appointment. You care about all these. So just another example of, I, I wouldn't have considered that journaling, but like, that's a way that she kept a record. And it, again, it's not like her deepest desires and her emotional thoughts or thinkings or anything like that. It's kind of similar, I think, to your mom about like the things that were going on. And I thought that was a kind of a, an interesting and a cool way to quote unquote, like journal to like keep thoughts. So again, just another, another thing, but like you said, that's kind of what you thought journaling was. So continue on with that thought. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was like this history of events, right? Like my mom was always really big into genealogy too. And yeah. So that like drilled into our heads. Like you got to keep this for genealogy's sake, right? It doesn't matter how I'm feeling about it or, (laughs) you know, Um, but a few years ago, and my story is on your, on the previous episode that we talked about when I had my baby, I had some postpartum depression. um, And I got into like some daily habits of things, trying to be a good salesperson for a makeup company. <laughs> and, but what I didn't know is that those little daily habits were actually going to change everything for me, makeup or no. Um, and I started journaling for five to 10 minutes every day, <laughs> every other day in quotation marks, or, you know, this is often as I was trying to to have these habits in as much as you can when you have a, a newborn baby and even up until a little kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that I really needed to structure my feelings because they were getting out of control up in my head and they were really kind of making me take actions. And so when I started journaling, I could put my feelings and my thoughts down on paper and then I could see, you know, are these real concerns, first of all, or are they just things that have spiraled in my head? Mm. Um, And then I could take the things that maybe these are real concerns. And I don't even think I knew I was structuring it this way at the time, but it's really how it went. I take the things that maybe are a real concern and then start thinking about, well, what's the worst that could happen? What are these different scenarios? Like I had a lot of anxiety about having two kids. One was a toddler. One was a baby. I was so worried about my son like running into the parking lot or getting kidnapped. Like I had a lot of really intense anxiety around my children and um, journaling those thoughts out made me see like, okay, (laughs) 
maybe it's not as bad as you think it is in the moment um, and helped bring me down and stop those heart palpitations that come with anxiety. Um, and then uh, a little while, my baby is maybe eight, eight, nine months. We were moving and lots of stuff. And I, I kind of started like really getting down on my body image and um i started using affirmations and those are really hard for me at first and i think i go into that story on the other episode too i'm like mm-hmm. just listen to the other no i'm just kidding <laughs> another <laughs> plug <laughs> journaling here too but i started using affirmations um to build up my self-love and that in turn not only would i say them out loud i would write them down and writing them down like solidified that that was true for me because not only I wrote it down and it like is a physical net connection from your brain to reality. Um, it also is something I could come back to and read over and over again, be like, wow, I really did believe that in this moment. So it has to be true. And so that was one way that really helped me um, build my self-love and my confidence and um, help me like get through my body image issues and how I felt about myself overall. And it continues to do that. (laughs) I will still now I'll write down, well, I was feeling really this way or why am I not losing weight or why am I this way? But that almost immediately shifts into a different conversation when I'm writing it down. But when it stays up here, and I'm using like images of other people that I'm comparing myself to. It just spirals and it just goes and goes and goes. But if I start writing it, I actually can come back to knowing my wholeness and my worth beyond the my body appearance, you know? Yeah. And I'll, I'll do that all the time. I feel like I'm kind of going in a hundred different directions and I'm really sorry. Um, but I think one of the biggest things about um, what I was trying to get to is that no matter what you're going through, sadness, anxiety, grief, pain, heartbreak, um, self-love issues, when you can start getting them from here to paper, it really is um, that physical connection and it brings your thoughts into reality Mm. and it can go both ways. But I feel like when you start to see your negative thoughts on paper, you really start to not trust them and like question them, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us uh, have been there where we've had really intense thoughts about our bodies, Mm -hmm. really bad thoughts. Um, And if you see that on paper, you can recognize like, oh my gosh, I would never say that about somebody else. I would never call somebody else that name. I don't think that about this person. I know that's a bigger person or the same as me. Like I've never even thought that about them. And so why am I thinking that about myself? And I think it just really helps you like analyze what's going on in your head. Yeah, And that obviously can shift your feelings and your current reality too. Yeah, I think that's a really powerful observation because those thoughts in our head can just spiral. And I think, 
you know, we're, we're really busy. All of us are, and we've got a lot going on. And so often we're just on autopilot and we're just go, go, going. And we have these thoughts that are just kind of spinning all day long as we're going about on autopilot, doing all of the things that us moms do and take care of. And so sometimes we say like, oh, you know, you've got to stop and you got to pause and stop those thoughts. But that can be hard to do. And so I love that like putting it on paper really is that like, not only is it physically on paper, it's that physical stop. So it's not just like this, like B-roll in your head that's just like running behind the scenes. I think that that's a really, really cool observation to be able to challenge that like on paper and not just letting that dialogue just run rampant in your head. And one of the things that I say a lot is, I try to like step outside myself and kind of view either from like a bird's eye view or like view myself as a different person. And like you said, like I would never say this about another person or to another person, but that's a really cool practice to be able to do that through journaling and and just the benefits that come with that. Like like you're saying, you're getting to feel your emotions and express them. Um, you're getting to pause, have some self-discovery you're getting to problem solve. Like what a really cool way to problem solve. Like you said, once they were on paper, I could start to see like, okay, is this ridiculous? Or like, okay, then like, if it is true, what can I do about it? It gives you that that pause to be able to make a decision to move forward instead of just having that background noise that's in your head. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like actually a lot of studies out there. About oh yeah. That. You Google it, you'll find some really cool stuff about how journaling can shift your feelings and emotions and it can help with your anxiety and depression too. And honestly, like without journaling, without me doing my journaling on a consistent basis through my different phases of depression, like, I don't know where I'd be. I don't know what my life would look like right now. I think it probably would not be good. <laughs> yeah. um, and on that note of like solving a problem, have you ever had a situation where something happened to you? You feel victimized. I'm really good at being the victim. I don't know if anybody, probably everybody knows this about me, but I'm really good at being victim, right? Like something happened. Somebody did this to me. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. And then you start telling this story to somebody else and it doesn't sound like that big of a deal all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened to you? Yeah. Well, that's kind of like what journaling can do for you too. Like something happened with a person where you feel victimized and you don't know what to do about it. Uh, If you start like writing out this problem or you can also start writing them a letter. I'm not saying you're going to send them this letter, but just start writing them a letter saying how whatever they did made you feel or however it was wrong. It can help you figure out what the actual steps could be to solve that issue. Maybe all you needed to do was express your feelings about it and then you can move on because they didn't actually do anything real bad or illegal. You know, you just felt victimized by it. Yes. My kids had their like primary program in church. My mom couldn't come because she's watching my grandma. And I just, I didn't even really think about it. But I found out later that my dad had gone to my sister's kids' primary program. <laughs> and it's the dumbest thing. But I actually like got butt hurt about it. I was like, what? Like they were gonna come to mine and then they all of a sudden can't. And 
and it wasn't that big of a deal but I just like kind of got in my feelings about it. I'm like why yeah. is it such a big deal to me like it shouldn't be that big of a deal to me I can we could go back with childhood trauma and different <laughs> and we can connect it but I'm not going to um <laughs> No, I think that that is really cool. And also a point that I want to point out because we are talking about, you know, putting it down on paper and making it then when you read it that you're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I also think sometimes feeling those emotions and getting it out and rage writing or just like feeling your emotions. It's not necessarily that you need to look at it and be like, oh, I am being silly. Like sometimes it is like I am completely validated in feeling these feelings because yeah. I felt them at this time. So it's a it's a cool way because you did feel that and you're like, oh, I'm ridiculous for feeling that. But I think you can write that down and then that's that's a chance to I'm gonna go there with my like favorite phrase here, compassionate curiosity. And and not just like judge yourself for not being able to flip it and be like, oh, see, I am being ridiculous. But like understanding that you did feel those ways. And then that might be a lesson that you can come back to later or whatever. So it's not just always about getting it out to like flip the feeling, but getting it out and being able to feel it and like actually honor it. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause that's really important yeah. too. I think a lot of everything with like the self-love journey or just personal development or meditation, all of it, people are like, oh, this is so I don't have to feel this anymore. Mm. A lot of times we actually have to, we have to feel it. We have to let ourselves have those feelings in order to get through it and to get to the other side. But a lot of times we're just trying, I mean, that's like the human experience yeah. is to like avoid bad feelings, right? In yeah. any way, shape, <laughs> yeah. And instead of being like, oh, I got to get this out. So I never feel this again. It's like, oh, then when I feel this again, I can move through it or I can understand it more or I can, because how, how dumb and like lame would life be if we literally only felt the good feelings? I know we want to, <laughs> but like, I think it's really important for us as humans and to have this human experience to be able to fill all those, but to maybe not have those negative feelings send us into like this like death spiral <laughs> like where it's it's not, oh, I never have to feel this again. But suddenly when that victim mode comes up, be like, oh, I'm feeling victim again. Like, that's interesting. Is there a certain thing that always triggers this victim thing in me? Or you know what I mean? Where you can like start to understand and develop like a really like deeper connection with yourself because you're understanding yourself more, not to get those feelings out so that you can shut the book and put it on a shelf and never fill it again. Yeah. Oh, you just brought me to, sorry, I'm like excited. <laughs> like she's talking about what I want to talk about next. This is amazing. Um, today, for instance, so I've been feeling really nervous lately and I've just had a lot of weird little like waves of anxiety lately. Um, and I, don't have any reason to have it. Like there's nothing weird going on in my life. I've had a really great, like few months of good, solid feelings. And I couldn't figure out like, why in the world am, am I anxious? And <laughs> actually right before we got on together, you were like, can we do 10 more minutes? And I was like, ah, yes, actually, I need a journal. <laughs> so I actually did a little journal entry right before this because I was trying to figure out why I'm feeling anxious and why I have like nervous energy. It's pretty common for me to feel nervous before I talk to like a group of people. So like that's not that big of a deal, but I could tell it was kind of coming from somewhere else. And I 
started just saying, I just started saying, this is how I'm feeling. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I wonder if it's because of this, maybe it's connected to this. And I think all I need to do is trust and like, and be good in the silence, feel good in the waiting and see what happens next, you know? And I think that's why, because I'm, I don't have anything to look forward to. I don't have any like projects I'm working on or things that I need to be doing. And so I have this like space in my life. And I think that's where the anxiety is coming in because I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. And I think that's how, why a lot of us get anxious, right? They say, if you're depressed, you're living in the past. And if you're anxious, you're living in the future. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it is. I don't, I'm like thinking about what is going to happen next. Where is my life going? I feel a shift coming on and I don't know what it is. Um, and I think all I need to do is just trust and lean into the, the waiting, right? Yeah. Maybe the anxiety is okay to even have right now to learn to trust and wait. Mm. I love that story. And I love, cause I'm going to go here that it was in the middle of the day when you had a 10 minute gap in between things. Cause I think that that's, that's something I want to shift into is how we can make journaling more of a habit and how we can make that consistent. Cause building new habits is always kind of tricky. And I love that you were like, Oh great. Jesse said she needed 10 minutes. I'm feeling this like all sorts of ways. I'm going to just jot some stuff down. That is incredible to me because Again, it throws like perfection out the window. And I don't know if you grabbed whatever like post-it note was by you or like what you like, what did you journal on in those 10 minutes? Okay. Well, because I'm talking about journaling, <laughs> I, had, I had my booklet that I made for our little event next to me just to have my thoughts on it. But can I, can I plug myself? Absolutely. Please do. Second, you're all gonna. Ha- I don't know when this episode's gonna come out, but you're all probably gonna have to wait even longer than that because I don't. I am in the waiting period of my life. Okay, remember, I'm still working on this, but I did create a journal. Um, I don't know when it's coming out. That's the biggest thing. I don't know when I'm gonna have it finished. Um, and I just have like space to write and then prompts. Just little, like a little box that says, hey, how are you feeling today? Or what could you do to let go of something today? Or these list three things that you could do to take care of yourself or remind yourself of your worth. Um, I think just having a notebook sometimes is overwhelming, like just a journal with blank pages, right? I went to the store today, you know, and that's all you can get out. But if you do have something that can kind of bring forward maybe the things you have been feeling but don't know how to express into words, then having something a little bit guided but still space to give it your own story and do your own thing is really important. Um, I know you're trying to talk about how to, how to get this in daily. I think that um, it does come in little spurts. Sometimes I have like a morning ritual. I think a lot of people are great at keeping that up, but I am not. (laughs) Sometimes I will have like three weeks where I journal and I meditate and I work out every single morning and I know where my journal is. (laughs) 
and I have a pen next to it, shockingly. Um, But a lot of times you do just have those moments where you're in your feelings and you're feeling either anxious or sad or like have kind of a, a void, you know, like just almost where you're feeling nothing. Um, it's really important to get curious about why and just start writing. It doesn't matter um, what you have next to you. Maybe you have your kid's old homework is floating around in the car. <laughs> I've actually done that before. Um, and you find a crayon, you know, and you just got to write out your feelings and who cares if anybody can read it later. It just helped you organize your thoughts and get it down onto paper. I go through really long periods of times where I forget about journaling. I forget that that's an option for me. And I think when we're really busy, that happens a lot, you know, we're just so busy. We forget that, yes, I'm having feelings, but I need to do something about it. You know, you don't, you just have to move on with your day or your toddler is destroying something and you have to go save it. You know, like that, that's just how our lives are is just go, go, go. But if we can have just little reminders like this podcast episode or have people in your life that know how to structure their feelings or, or talk about that kind of stuff. Like that's going to make that connection for us a little bit more. I, do you have any other thoughts on, making it a daily practice or bringing it forward. Yeah. I think for me, the biggest thing was making it not structured, which probably goes against so many things for habit building. But that was the light bulb moment for me because it has been not this consistent habit was just giving myself permission to have that as an option, like you said. So when there is 10 minutes or when there is, and I've actually been journaling the last little bit and it hasn't been the same time every single day or the same consistency. And it's been you know, one day I got on and I just wrote five things I was grateful for. And the next day I wrote, it was kind of more of like a recap kind of thing, like what I was recapping. And then the next day I kind of wrote like a poem that I didn't even like plan on writing. I was just writing and I was like, oh, I think I'm writing a poem. Like, cool. I guess that's what we're, what we're journaling today. But that was the biggest thing for me was taking all of the structure out of it, whether it's the structure of I, I used to write almost like performative because it was like growing up, you know, like genealogy, like you mentioned, it was who's going to read this later, who's going to read this later. So I was making sure that like, whoever was going to read it, they're getting a good story. I was like, right. (laughs) And, and so then I'm a little bit not heartbroken, but I'm like, oh, are my old journals, if I go back and read, is that really me? Or was I like performing a little bit? And so just talking with you about journaling and giving ourselves the permission to just write to write whenever, like it doesn't have to be this structured morning routine. If you are a structured person, you've already got a good morning routine, then habit stacking is going to be fantastic for you. And you can just like really quick add that in just a five minute. Um, But I think just being open to all of the different ways that there are to journal too, because, and, and being like open to trying them out, like a gratitude journal might be a great option for you. Or even like I've seen somewhere there's like different like doodle pages and coloring and then just like little prompts and just like all of these fun things. Or I even have this one right here back behind me that I created for myself years ago has like what workouts I did today, what I'm grateful for and affirmation. And it's just like these daily things. Um, But just like really being open to like 
the flow of it and not having that perfection because I think we go into these things sometimes like, okay, I'm starting a new daily habit. Like it's going to be at this time. I'm going to do this for blah, 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 blah. And we go, what, three days and then like (laughs) fall off. So just having it as an option, I think that that's been the number one thing that you taught me. And that was like the light bulb moment for me was throwing perfection out, throwing structure out and just letting journaling be what I need it to be for me and that it can evolve and change and literally be different every single day. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you're like writing poems in your journals. Mine won't have any poems in there. I'm <laughs> I'm sure it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Like I also feel like it's a it's a safe place for us to experiment too, right? Mm-hmm. I have um I know I was saying like I do affirmation journaling. I have books where I just literally have affirmations all over the whole thing. And I have gone back to put these affirmations in my, the journal I'm creating because I'm putting affirmations on all the pages and I'll be like, what was that? (laughs) Right. Well, and mine too is not judging your because my thoughts sometimes move faster than my my hand and my pen. And that's been uh, a hindrance for me in the past. And I've had to not care about my handwriting. And there's somewhere I look at that and I'm like, who wrote this? And no one can read this because it's just like my mind is going a million miles a minute and my hand is just trying to keep up with it. And so I've like thought about like, oh, should I like type journal? Should I write? And or like, should I speak it? And I think that that's actually a way like verbal journaling I don't know. Am I inventing something here? Or is this a real thing? Because I talk to myself all the time in the car and in the shower. And I, I think I'm a little bit of a verbal processor. That's probably why I have a podcast, can do all of this. Um, but I do think that there's power. Like I do like getting it out because that does get those thoughts out of my head when I'm like speaking them out. And sometimes I can stop and be like, wow, that does sound ridiculous now that I say it out loud. But I do think there's power about like physically getting it onto paper. So if you are a verbal processor like me and you do like to just talk things out, like maybe just be open to like, I wonder like what it would be like to journal things and just not care what your handwriting looks like because it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. I I hear you on the like performative thing too. I've totally been there where I've been writing things down. Like I always thought like my life was actually the Truman show. Like, yes, <laughs> everybody's watching me and everybody knows what I'm doing at all times of the day. And so, yeah, I totally used to journal like that too. I think, I think voice journaling is great. I have voice memos on my phone that I'm like, maybe this will be a podcast episode later. And then I'll listen to it again. And I'll be like, nobody should hear that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it felt really good to get it out at the moment or like just talking to a friend um, can be huge. Uh, and I think if you need to journal on your phone or on your computer, I think that's fine. I think it's totally, if that's what you need, it's fine. I would encourage you to try hand writing your thoughts out in those moments, because I know of like, you're like, I'm going to journal and you go and open your journal and you write the date and you start writing about your day. And then you're like, cool. Now what, you know, Yep. but if you needed to, in the moment, pull out your phone, the notes app, just start typing something up. Like, that's great. If you go to my Instagram page and you start scrolling through some of my posts, they're going to start feeling like my feelings journal because I just put everything out there. And when I start typing, like I would just put it all out there and it would help me realize things too. And then I felt like I had some great content, but it honestly is just like, 
all my thoughts and feelings out there for the world to see, you know, but it was such a great way to, to get through some of those things. Like it was another form of journaling for me too. So whatever works for you, you know, I just know that like, if you're having a hard time with any sort of feeling, um, and you don't understand where it's coming from, I think it could really help you in one way or another. It's kind of like talking to a therapist, but you're your own therapist kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also want to plug and say, journal the good too, because I think sometimes with so many things, we are always like, oh, you know, in my feelings and going through anxiety and going through all of these things and getting them out, but, but going on and also journaling, like when you've had a really awesome day when you're feeling good. That's why I love gratitude journals so much. And if you can get like beyond your basic gratitude, because I think we all default to like, you know, my family, my house, my spouse, all of these, like, like your generic grateful things. But when you can like really start getting really creative with those, I think that that's a great way to start like that positive journaling. Um, but to not discount that, because I think so many times we, we think about that as a tool for when we're like in our feelings, but use it for a tool when you're in your feelings on the opposite end of the spectrum too, because whether you go back and read that or not, um, that can reinforce like, okay, see, my life isn't always terrible or like these things, like you've got the written proof there too. So just a little plug to not discount journaling when you're in like a high vibe situation too. I really appreciate you bringing that up because that absolutely is a way that I journal and it is so powerful. It's probably more powerful than Mm. journaling negative thoughts. Um, have you ever heard of a gratitude? Well, I brought this up the other day, but like a gratitude rampage. Yes, I which I love. Yeah. And you just literally start just listing literally everything in your life that you love, like my rainbow wall, my pen, my drink, like a house, my family, like all of it. You can do that. And I had a friend tell me once that she got into a big rut with gratitude journaling. And I was like, well, are you are you journaling why you're grateful for something? Like you could put my family, but why are you grateful for them? And then that can lead to a whole paragraph and that could be it for the day. You know what I mean? But it really helps you to change your perspective on the positive things in your life too and appreciate them even more. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's something that I'll do if I am in a funk. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm having a bad day or whatever. And sit down and write all of these like five quick things that I'm grateful for. And it's amazing what a shift that can do. So even if you're like, okay, I'm in my head. I don't want to be, I don't really like feel like journaling that. Like you can just journal five things you're grateful for or whatever. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I like, I like the journal or the gratitude rampage. I think that that's a really fun those two words don't seem like they go together, but I really like it. <laughs> Just get aggressive with your life and your gratitude for it. <laughs> aggressive gratitude. I like it. Let's have that. Like be like a trending, uh, trending thing this, this season. Okay. So as we're winding this down a little bit, I want to just ask you then if you could just sum up journaling and what it's done for you, why it's important. Like the one little like soundbite takeaway that someone can get from this what would you say I love it I'm gonna read you something because I I thought of that and then I saw what I had written it was later that day on Saturday um and I thought it seriously is like the perfect little snippet so 
Um, journaling has saved me in so many ways. At my darkest, it has been a way to make sense of the chaos that plagues my mind and brings me peace. It calms my anxiety, helps me sleep. It brings light by the way of gratitude and expressing my love. Affirmation journaling has brought me confidence and self-love. It has built and expanded my dreams. I think that's like a huge one we kind of skipped over. All my ideas are in my journals. And if they weren't put on paper, like I never would have brought them to pass. They're like never like built them. Um, I always need to keep something by my bed and come to journaling when I'm stressed, sad, happy, or feeling loved. So I don't know if that helps, but um, yeah, I think it's just, it can be anything that you need it to be. It doesn't have to look perfect. Um, And you should try it. (laughs) I love it. I love what you wrote so much that I'm like, why did we even have a whole episode? You could have just said that. No. And just to touch on that last little bit that you said that we didn't touch on all. Yeah. Your dreams, your ideas, your aspirations. I love that as a, as a journaling, um, not even prompt, but idea too, of just anything that's in your head that you need to get out because you can work it out there on paper. So I've loved this conversation so much. And I really have brought journaling back up because it's been something that hasn't been a a consistent practice in my life. And that was really a light bulb moment for me last week. So I know that that was, whether it was inspired for everybody in that room, or if it was just for me, I'm grateful for it. So if this episode is just for me again, I'm also grateful for it, but I'm a hundred percent sure that if you're listening, you're getting something from this. And I would love to know if you do journal And if you journal in a different way than any of the ways that we've talked about here, or if you've got like a practice that you do that helps you stay consistent, I would love to know. Um, So, you know, to always come over and chat with me on Instagram or, or drop me an email or whatever. But Stephanie, I just, I adore you so much and you have so much to offer. I'm so grateful to you for being not only my friend, but for coming on and for sharing and being vulnerable and giving these tips and everything to everybody. Thanks, Jesse. I love you too so much. You always are just a sun and a light every time. I had a couple conversations that day that they were like, wow, Jessie is just so like full of light and she just shows up that way. And I'm like, yeah, she always shows up that way. <laughs> oh, so I'll, show, I'll show you a rage day one of these days. Okay. <laughs> just <laughs> kidding. Even those, are, even those are probably like firework ragey things. But um, where can everybody find you if they want to come see what you're up to and when you release your self-love journal, which can I say, by the way, that I love that you don't have a deadline or a timetable for this because it will come in the way that it's supposed to and the time that it's supposed to and not with you fitting into a structure that is time, which time isn't real. We made it up, but (laughs) I love that you're just going to do this on your own time and it'll get out to the people who need it when it comes. So Where can everybody find you so that they're in the know when you've got that or any other good things that you've got coming up? Yeah, Um, I know. I think I've been saying for over a year now, I think next year it's going (laughs) to, but it it just hasn't because I needed to shift my focus on life and that's just what's happening. Um, Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. The, my handle is that undercover unicorn. Uh, there's not a lot going on right now, but if you do follow me, um, you'll know when something does happen. Because <laughs> I really only show up there when I feel inspired to or when I want you to know about something important. So, yeah.
Awesome, which I love so much. And and if you guys stay tuned with me over on Instagram as well, I will definitely keep you in the know as well. So thank you again for coming on and everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Jesse. Love you. <laughs> thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts, and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jessie, and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.